God bless you guys. Welcome to another episode of JR Podcast, where we glorify the name of God through our testimonies. This is the first show that we are recording for 2024, so it's a a huge blessing. I just want to thank you guys for all your support and just um, listening to these. Um, I'm sure all the previous ones have been of a blessing to your life, and I'm sure these new ones will be as well. So my brother, God bless you. Thank you for taking time out of your day for to be here with us. Thank you. I appreciate it. Amen. Yeah, so we're here with uh, Carlos Garcia. My brother, if you can just introduce, your, uh, introduce yourself. I already said your name, but if you can just go ahead and just tell us where you're from and stuff, and we could just get a conversation going from there. Sure, sure. Um, so um, I'm originally from Puerto Rico, from Carlos Garcia. Um, I'm an author. Um, I've done ministry in the past and still have a heart in ministry. Um, currently, I sell vehicles for, for a living and um, Amen. I always try and be a witness in even everything that I do and do it as unto the Lord. Um, so married um, 26 years um, with three, teenage, three, three great teenagers. Amen. Boy, girl, boy. Amen. Praise God. So thank you so much for that introduction. Um, You know, the the main purpose of this podcast is to obviously glorify the name of God through what he's done in our life. So that that would be the first question for you. Um, How did you um, know God? How did you meet God? So um, my parents moved from Puerto Rico to the States um, and my parents, you know, they, they both passed, have, have passed away. But um, growing up, you know, they came to say that they realized that unless they left Puerto Rico, they probably wouldn't have gotten saved because um, they were just stuck in their tradition. Um, and when um, I was 11 years old, we went to a Pentecostal church. My parents had gotten saved and I saw a change in their, how they, how they carried themselves. There was something different about it. And I wanted whatever it is that they had. And at 11 years old, I gave my life to the Lord and um, been serving the Lord pretty much ever since, except for a little bit rocky when I hit 17. <laughs> yeah. And um, and, the, and the Lord snatched me right back. Um, and it's been a beautiful experience to be, you know, serving the Lord all, all these years. Amen. Yeah, it's been a it's been a blessing. And I, you know, for most of all the Hispanics I've met. You know, it's always a Pentecostal church that we grew up in, mm-hmm. and it's been the same for me. But, you know, as you said, you know, teenage years, I ended up taking my own path. And, you know, eventually God brought us back to him. So we're mm-hmm. here serving the Lord. And, you know, it's it's a, it's a blessing to have a conversation with with the brother that that um, comes from a similar background as far as church goes, because we know how 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 real it gets. You know, especially okay. Pentecostals. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> so how how has it been for you as far as like your experience serving God? You know, like uh, one of the main questions because um, I recently got into um, explaining to certain people about Christ. You know, it seems like more and more people are interested because of the things that are going out on in the world. And you know, one of the questions that they always ask me. And, and, you know, it'd be beautiful just to hear different points of views of, of different people. And, you know, but they, they always ask, um, how, how is it? Like, what's, what's the hardest thing that you've had to, 
to go through as far as serving God? Like what's, you know, what's been the, the rockiest moments for you and how did you overcome that? So, you know, life is full of challenges. Um, we've dealt, um, my, my wife dealt with some illness for a few years um, and the Lord spoke to her and told her that she needed to stop working. Um, and at that time, we were just both, it was both of us, always, you know, both working to, to survive, you know, and live. And it went from two incomes to one income. Yeah. So that was a big challenge, and it was really a. I was. I remember being just afraid of the even the thought of it, and to see that the Lord's been faithful, that even if we go even going through some real slim times, but yet God always makes a way, and it's it's amazing because God has us in in a place that, you know, I don't think other with without the God's God's intervention, we just wouldn't be where we are. And uh, God, God is faithful, you know, and um, he's faithful to his word, faithful to his promise, and he always makes a way. Yeah, and, and I agree with that, you know, like um, sometimes, you know, there's there's a lot of questions like as far as like they, they say, like unbelievers, they'll ask, like, why do you guys go through things like that? It seems like you guys go through worse things when you guys are, are serving God than people that don't serve God. But uh, my my answer to that is always, you know, when we come to God, we have an enemy that tries to tries his best to try to knock us down from serving Christ. And, you know, one thing I, I like to share, too, is like, you know, we go through these things, but then we end up falling in love with God more because you see how he get gets us out of that. You know, mm-hmm. you you know, we we see how um, faithful he is with his promise that that he'll never leave us and that he'll never forsake us. So, you know, for, for the most part, you know, as you said, you know, without those kind of things, you know, we, we can't be who we are today. So, you know, it's just, it's just a blessing, you know, it's, it's a huge blessing serving God and, you know, um, yeah. So um, what about the, um, like, as far as you serving God, like what what um, motivates you to continue to see God? You know, I, I've you know, I fell in love with Jesus at a young age, you know, and um, that has never changed, and that has scarcely ever gone out. That's always been a, a burning desire in my heart. To know that he loves me, to know that he changed my life, to know that he has a plan and a purpose for my life. Um, it's this burning ember that continues to burn, you know. Amen. And, um, and I would love my desires for other people to also come to know him and, and to know that experience. Amen. Amen. What about, um, so um, knowing that you gave your life to God at a very young age, you know, you said at eleven, and even though you had your 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 rocky moment, um, where do you think you would be if if you didn't have Christ in your life at all? How do you think you know, that would be? I think it'd really be empty, because um, I remember just a little time that I was, you know, I kind of turned my back on the things of God, and you know, I remember even I remember one thing I would, you know, I remember getting high and getting drunk and. 
and my prayer at night, I still feared God. I'm like, God, please don't don't take my life. Don't take me now. because <laughs> I'm not ready. That was my prayer. It was still this reverence for God, even though I was, you know, out, out there for a minute. And uh, so I, that's that's the way I, I, I'll say, you know, I just um, I just never lost that, that respect for God, even when I wasn't yeah. serving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I, I can imagine it being a, a very difficult um, life without um, God because, you know, it's, it's and, as you said, it's an empty, it's an empty feeling. And and it yeah. seems like like everybody that that I've encountered that has been interested, as I mentioned earlier, you know, they, they do see all these negative things going on in the world and they become interested because of that for the most part. But a lot of the people just say that they feel empty. You know, they they feel like um, they need something. They're missing something. And and some of them, they have all the material things and they're like, man, dude, I still feel like I'm missing something. And I'm like, dude, you're you're missing God, you know. And and one of the one of one of the hardest things to explain to them is like, you know, just because you give your life to God doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect. Doesn't mean that that you're never going to sin and stuff like that. You know, you got to. You got to understand that, you know, and, yeah. you know, you, you, when, once you make your decision to serve God, you know, you got to um, just try your best, you know, and if you feel that you fall, you know, get back up and keep on walking. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's just the best thing that we can do to, to serve God. Yeah. And he's faithful. He's faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins. That we, we all fall short of the glory of God, the word of God says, and, you know, yeah. You fall down, you ask God, you, you know, repent. The Lord, you know, pick you up, you know, get yourself up, get going, get forward, and go keep going forward with God. Because, you know, we're still in the, we're still in this flesh. So, you know, yeah. there's a process and there's a work that God is doing in us, but it, it sometimes it takes time. And um, you can't, you know, the enemy will want you to get you caught up in, in what you've done wrong to the point that you forget that Jesus will forgive you, you know? Yeah. And you have to remember, you know, he is merciful and he's gracious and he's compassionate and his mercies are new every morning. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's uh, that's good to know. That's that's good to know for for our listeners that are just thinking about, you know, giving their lives to God, you know, and, you know, a lot of them hesitate a lot because, you know, you do have. Um, some people that that have been in the walks for a very long time, and you know, a lot of them do feel superior, and they're like, "Hey, you know, you, you're do if you do this, you're going, you're going straight to hell, or you know, you're, you know, you you got to be, you know, on waking up, walking on eggshells and stuff." And you know, it's important to know that that you're gonna have these battles, you know, and not not every Christian is like that, and. You know, you do have your compassionate ones and stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, just we got, we just gotta continue to to try and 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 do this thing, cause you mm-hmm. know, I I really do feel that we're um, closer to the end of times, and you know, we gotta make a choice now, you know, and and that's God, you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, moving on to to what you know, the Lord has got you. At you like where does the Lord have you like what what type of things do you do for God you know as ministry wise 
You know, I was I was trying to bring the Lord in, in into my conversations, even um, when I do sales and things. And I I had one <laughs> one of the people I sold I was selling a vehicle to, and um, and he started sharing some of the things that he went through with the family he went through, and um, you know, I, I just laid my hands on them and they just spoke spoke a word over him and encouragement, you know, and. Um, and I remember he asked me, you know, what what should, what should I do? What should I do? And I was like, is he talking about what car should he buy? And uh, <laughs> he was actually, yeah. uh, you know, about his relationship with God, about, you know, serving God. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah of course, that's what, you know. And um, so it, it was it was kind of tricky selling it and, and speaking the word. But, it, you know, it was beautiful. He said, the reason I, I bought this car from you was that, um, is because of your relationship with God in a sense that he picked, you know what I'm saying? Cause he could have gone somewhere yeah. else. Oh yeah. Because, uh, you know, I, I was focused, you know, I was focused really taking time out to hear him and, I, you know, to have people weeping while you're, you know, because you're, you're speaking a word of encouragement to them, you yeah. know, it's priceless because it's ministering to them and it's giving them yeah. life, you know? And, um, it's, it's amazing, you know. I guess wherever you are, you know God is there with you, and you're being you be a witness. Let your light shine. Amen. Yeah. So, how is that for you? As your your work environment? Are they very supportive on supportive on on what you believe and what you do, or do they sometimes give you a hard time? Well, it's I'm you know in truth I'm I'm the odd man out. <laughs> oh, okay. In a sense, in a sense, there's some Christians there. But you know, um, a couple Christians. But you know, they, it, it's it's a whole different environment, you know. And um, I have to, I just to be prayed up every time I go, you know. Mm-hmm. And and there's good amount of spiritual warfare, you know. And some things that people don't just don't understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, God has me here for a season, and and it's almost perplexing because I, I I wouldn't have chosen it, you know what I'm saying. Um, it all came as a result of the pandemic. It's like, and I, the only thing that was opening up was this. And yeah. I said, okay, God, well, let's, you know, you go with me. Uh, let's do it. And, um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's been stretching me because, you know, to learn to learn this thing called sales, um, yeah. even after a year and a half, you know, I still sell, I, I believe I really sell cars mainly out of my connection with the people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, and just just being a light yeah yeah and and that's got to be um something difficult because you know especially being a christian like these days like being a believer like a lot of people see us as enemies you know because of the way we believe you know and like so i i i assume that 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 coming from a Pentecostal background, like I, I'm, I'm kind of assuming how, how your belief is. And it's a very, very strong relationship with God, you know, and um, going out with that mentality sometimes is very difficult to, to get people to, to just understand that. But, you know, like you said, we have to continue being a light in this world, then we got to continue to just carry God with us in everything mm-hmm. that we do, especially mm-hmm. at work. Even if, 
of where I work and stuff like that. We got to continue to be how we are at church, you know, like we can't mm-hmm. be one person at work and be one person at church. And exactly. so, yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. <clears throat> Amen. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a blessing. It's, it's definitely a blessing to serve God. And, you know, for all the listeners out there, sometimes you feel like you're missing out on stuff. If you, you give your life to the world, if, if like you're missing out on things, if you give your life to God, but you, you're definitely not, you know, when you're, when you're serving God, there's a peace, there's a joy. And, you know, there's, there's nothing that, that can compare to it. And I know it, it might be difficult to understand because I remember when I was out doing my thing and my mom, she would always tell me, she'd be like, hey, man, you got to give your life to God. You you don't understand how how joyful this is. You don't understand how how peaceful it is. And I would just answer her. I would be like, mom, like, you know, what can be more fun than than partying and drinking and, and hanging out with your friends and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. She'll be like, one day you're going to understand. And now that I gave I gave my life to God and I'm like, Mom, like I definitely understand what, what you were trying to tell me back then. Like I wish I would have done this a long time ago. And she's like, I told you, I told you, son, you were gonna tell me this one day. But you know, it's just a beautiful thing. Like I said, it's a beautiful thing to serve God. And like nothing compares to it, you know. So for the listeners, if you're thinking about doing it. You know, just just go ahead and I promise you, you will not regret it, especially if you do it in spirit and in truth. If you do it in spirit and in truth, it's a whole different ballgame. So, yeah, um, we were talking about some things that that you do like on on your spare time. I, I assume it's your spare time with like your book writing and stuff like that. Tell me a little bit about that. So that's something that um. Uh, I went, I went, interestingly enough, I went to film school um, with the purpose of being a director. That was originally my original intent, but I fell in love with writing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I started by writing a poetry book. Um, but that, that was, that first poetry book had to do with um, a relationship that leads to marriage. And that was in the middle of me praying and asking God for a wife. And so God's giving me all this overflow of poetry. Um, I'm writing this down while I'm praying and believing God for the woman that God has for me, um, the wife that God has for me. And um, so during that time is when uh, I actually met my wife and, um, mm-hmm. and I ended up finishing the book, you know, a couple, a couple years after we got married. And it's a poetry book um, called I Choose You. Amen. Um, so, but I made it a point. It's like it really has to be a writer is a challenge. That because while you're working your other job, you have to make time on your time off, so that you can write. And that's yeah. fine. Some people it's difficult because they talk about writing and wanting to write, um, but then they never, you know, they don't know how to get that time to do it. And that's where I wrote my last book, Let It Out: How to Write Your First Book, to help people organize their time and find those little moments during the week so that they can write their book. Also give them the encouragement and the motivation to write. And um, mm. I found it to be, they, people who read it have found it to be encouraging and helped them to start start writing their one and write their first book. Amen. Besides those uh, two books that you mentioned, do you have any more that, that you've I, written? I, I do. I've written three poetry books. 
um, and three poetry books, two children's book, and then one um, self-help book, which is how to write your first book. Um, okay. So yeah, I have those on my, um, I have an author page. I forwarded that to you. Okay. Um, I don't know if you can put that on somewhere so they can see it. Whoever like yeah, definitely. And um, yeah. As far as um, um, sharing your your books and and um, just telling people about them, what kind of things do you do to to get that out to people to let them know that the kind of things you've done? Do you do you go out and 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 speak to certain groups, or is it all social media, or how how does that work for you? So a lot of it's been social media, um, and I'm really purposing this year to get out more in the speaking. Um, an invitation like this would be is awesome to be able to share. Um, I've had a, a friend of mine that has a podcast and he's um, interviewed me a couple times. So those are some of the routes. But I would like to do more um, now that we're you know kind of out of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, get back into speaking more publicly. I, I used to do that a lot, and I used to love it, and I still love it. Um, just haven't done it for a minute, but I'm raring to go. I'm ready to get back on to doing that again. Yeah. So, uh, what what has been your experience with that? Like, what what where have you like gone to speak with with people? So a lot of the time, I used to work for a, a, a Christian um, broadcast network, um, seven hundred under seven hundred club, and I okay. used to speak a lot at their chapel chapel services. I was one of the uh, supervisors. So I would speak regularly um, with the groups, and we had groups from depending what shift I was on, um, third shift, second shift, first shift. First mm -hmm. shift is like a hundred, easy a hundred people. Yeah. And so you know I did that for for a good fifteen years um, while I was there, and then got invited to speak um, um, at a couple churches, and so but I'm yeah, and that's been most of my speaking experiences. Hey man, yeah, I I also plan to just go out there and and do that myself. Like I I enjoy doing that, but as you mentioned, the pandemic really paused a lot of things. And right, right. You know, that's that's one of my goals as well this year to get out there a lot more and just um you know my my passion is speaking to the youth and you know mm -hmm. I, I I like doing that. And uh, right now I I I work at um. It's a uh, a facility with where with kid trouble teens and stuff like mm -hmm. that, yeah. you know. So, it's a blessing to be there, and the kind of experiences that I've encountered have been, you know, they've been they've been sad and a blessing at the same time because, you know, it's allowed me to just appreciate everything that God has blessed me with, and you know, mm -hmm. just to see the certain traumas and things, you know, like that. It's it's just. You know, sometimes we feel like we're going through a lot and, and we're getting tortured by our parents because they don't let us do um, small things. And, you know, we have no clue what, what actually other people go through and how how blessed we are. You right. know, so, yeah, you know, that's one of my goals, too, is just to get out there and, you know, just spread the word, you know, to, to these uh, teens and just share the gospel with God. So, you know, I'll definitely keep you in my prayers, you know, for for that to, to continue to go well. And, you know, I, I, I know it's going to be of a blessing. I'm definitely going to get into uh, reading your, your books and stuff like that. I 
um, <clears throat> the, the, my previous guests, I, I've had a lot of people that have written books and I've never read as many books as I have because of the interviews that I've done. But, you know, it's been a blessing, you know, because it just calms my mind. And, you know, it just takes me to a whole different world. And, you know, it's just a blessing to hear testimonies, listen to testimonies. And, you know, you know, every guest that I've had on here, like, it's always a surprise to me. Like, I, I try to keep it to where I don't get into too much of the of the of my guest testimonies. Because I want it to be a surprise, you know. I want it to be a surprise for me, you right. know. I I like to. I I usually don't like to, um, have like a script going. Like I just right. like to freestyle and mm-hmm. and just let God take control. And you know, it's 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 been working out for me. It's been a blessing. And sometimes right. I do get stuck. Sometimes I'm like, oh man, what I say say next in my head. But you know, it's it's all about glorifying God, man. And it's all mm-hmm. about just you know, getting comfortable and doing our thing. So, so you know, you mentioned about working with the youth now I, um, and troubled youth, and I've, I've done that one in that one summer um, years and years ago. Um, and um, but I also worked at the prison. I was a, cust- a cust- custody officer. Okay. And, um, I did that for about three years, and in the midst of that, I would always do a lot of like, in a sense, an interview. But I ask them. I ask. All the ones that came in, well, what brought you here? What happened with you? What, da, da, da. I, I would be want to know what their story was. Because I'm a writer, I, I'm interested in stories. And because I want to, you know, if there's opportunity to be able to share the gospel, I always wanted to do that. Um, and um, so I ended up writing a book as a result of it. It's called I See You Too. And it's I, the letter I, see you, yeah. and two. And uh, that's also on my, on my, on my author page. But... For troubled youth, there might be something they might be interested in, might be help them. Um, mm-hmm. And those who have been formerly incarcerated or even currently incarcerated. Mm-hmm. So that's a, just a reference for that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I will, I will definitely check that out and, you know, just share it there with, with, with our home supervisor and, you know, see where it goes because, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, these kids just need a, a word you know they they just need some encouragement and stuff or you know just to hear hear that that you know somebody cares for them yeah you know and you know at the title of the book you know i see you too you know like it's it sounds interesting because it is true you know even even though i grew up in a good family and all that stuff and i grew up in church and everything like i mentioned i i did take my own um, path and you know, I got to a point where I got into a lot of trouble and I at one point felt like I was invisible, like nobody cared, you know, and, you know, that that sounds like it'd be a really interesting book to read. So, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been a blessing to to just have this conversation with you. And, Thank you know, you. one Good of the boy. things that thanks and. One of the things I, I like to ask is, you know, what what kind of advice would you give to somebody that is wanting to serve God but are is holding back a little? So my advice to those who are wanting to, to serve God, you know, and um, there's things that that are pull on you, you know, and, and sometimes you get you were exposed to things maybe even in your childhood, 
and that affects your relationship with God because it keeps pulling you back into 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 things. And um, the thing is, what I will say is, don't give up. It doesn't matter that if it takes weeks or it takes months or even if it takes years. And for unfortunately, for some, even for some people, it, it takes decades to overcome things. You know, because you get caught up in in certain behaviors, but you don't ever let go of God because the time will come where that thing will, you know, you'll finally be able to let that go. And you'll see how your relationship with God soars at a whole new level. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So for the, what about the believers? You know, now we know that, that serving Christ isn't a walk in the park. We know that we go through a lot of things and, you know, some of us, you know, just give up, you know, because it seems to be so much, you know, we, we, we go through things in our life and, and a lot of the, the believers just run back to what used to um, calm their nerves down. You know, what what advice would you give to the believers that are on at that point where, where they just want to give up? Right. You know, the thing is, and even when, you know, when Jesus was, was um, crucified and buried um, and, uh, you know, put in the tomb, the disciples, they went back to what they knew because, oh, you know, Jesus is dead. What am I going to do now? And they went back to fishing and then not, not that they departed from the Lord, you know what I'm saying, but they went back to what was familiar to them. And the thing is that sometimes it's easy to go back to what's familiar, but you have to remember what it is, that, what is you know, what God has done for you, what Christ has done in your life. And that, and that it's going to, whatever is good is worth fighting for. And if it's, and whatever is that good, it's still good, even if it's difficult. Amen. You know, because it's like someone that wants to say, oh, I want to go to college and I want to get a degree. Don't think that's going to be a walk in the park either. That's going to be a challenge. You're going to have to learn yeah. to be disciplined. You have to be organized. You have to say no to invitations. You have to say, you have to focus and say yes to the right invitations. So that, that takes discipline. That takes, you know, so it takes order and it takes a focus. Uh, to anything that you desire to achieve, that it takes it takes that. So if your desire is to serve God and you want to seek after Him, you know know that it's not always going to be easy. So be strong in the Lord and the power of His might, and Amen. the Lord will be with you always until the end. So don't ever let Him go because He'll never let you go. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Yeah, and and always you know just surrounding yourself with people that want the same thing. I think that's that's a very important thing because sometimes, you know, we want to surround ourselves with with people from from the past. And not that it's it's wrong. I'm not saying that that to have a mentality that you're better than the person that doesn't serve God. But yeah. obviously, you know, surrounding yourself with with individuals that are gonna want the same thing as you because you know when you're when you're falling your brother can help you up and vice versa you yeah. know and and that's definitely something that that we also need to keep in mind so yeah, yeah it's been a, it's been a huge blessing and i really appreciate your time um i know you you said for for me to put the information to get to your your books and stuff like that but it'd be nice if you were to share that as well so they can hear it from you just so they, they can know where to get your books. And, you know, if you have a social media, where to find that, you know, where 
you know, just just things like that. So I have my I have a, my TikTok page is Carlos underscore Garcia underscore the I I I. Um, it's the at at the beginning, I guess. Um, on TikTok, so I, I do videos there of uh, cars, um, as well as I speak on my um, uh, how to write your first book, and I give pointers um, along the way with that. Um, my book is available on Amazon. Um, so it's, you know, it's usually easier to find when you write out the title. So my, like I said, my, my last book is Let It Out, How to Write Your First Book. Um, I do have an author page that's available too. But um, if anybody wants to um, get a hold of me, um, my email is carlosgarciaiii at hotmail.com um, for any invitations, speaking invitations, and I'd be happy to, to contact you from, get contacted from there. Amen. Yeah, and I'll put all this information under this uh, podcast recording as well. Um, everybody that was listening, thank you so much for also taking time out of your day, night, or whatever it may be, just to listen to this conversation. As I said, it's always good to listen to the kinds of things that God does in 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 our lives, and you know, just to glorify His name. Um, Again, you know, thank you guys for supporting Brother Carlos. I really appreciate your time. It's been a huge blessing. You know, it feels like I just started this conversation five minutes ago, but it's been a while. So I'm definitely going to keep in contact with you and just um, see what, what what the Lord has us doing for his kingdom. And, um, you know, maybe we can get another conversation going about a different topic or or whatever mm-hmm. the Lord wants. So everybody, mm-hmm. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of JR Podcast. God bless you all. Peace. God bless you. Thank you so much. <laughs>